What up, what up? Welcome to the first ever Pride Power Pinstripes podcast. We got Jack in the house, Kyle, and I'm your host, Brandon. And we're just going to talk some Yankee talk today. Uh, we're going to start off by giving a quick shout out to Moose and uh, the Sandman himself. Going into the hall. Enter the Sandman. Jack, what is your thoughts? Uh, yeah, big congrats to those guys. Mariano, first unanimous Hall of Fame vote in MLB history. That's and, big time. Uh, finishing off this busy week going on the MLB Network this morning, saying he's going to spend some time this year working with the Yankees' bullpen. Guy with that much experience uh, playing in the postseason and that much success, got to be huge for those young pitchers. That's massive. And for a relief pitching that we have this year, it's only going to help. Listen, all, all I'm saying is if Mariano Rivera was our seventh inning guy right now, seventh inning, okay. 3.6 ERA. 3.6? Uh, Kyle, that's, Guaranteed. That's, that's a hot take. That's a steaming, <laughs> that's a that's hot, a take. steaming hot take you got right there. Uh, why do you say that? Uh, <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm saying is I would rather have 49-year-old. I think he's 49. Let's yeah, get for, a logistic. Yeah. Let's see. 49? 40, I would rather have 49-year-old Mariano Rivera with that cutter yeah. than... Prime Jason Shreve. Prime Jason Shreve. Prime Jason Shreve got shipped off for Luke Boyd. It was a good trade. But, uh, yeah, uh, Mariano Rivera, greatness greatness stays. Greatness stays. You're seeing it with uh, Tom Brady, and Rivera would do the same if he was uh, still 39. So I see, I see where you're saying that. Big Mo fan. <laughs> Big Mo fan. All right. Um, Other news this week. Yankees, first time in 10 years, no prospects in baseball top 100. What do you guys think about this? Esteban Floral got... Screwed. He, he got screwed. That guy, five tool athlete. He is. He's, he's a young. He's is this speed. true? This is true. Yankees. I didn't who's, even. Wait, who's, who's posting that? Baseball America. No Yankees in the top 100. I think in the past, you, you always looked at the Red Sox, especially this year. They had nobody in the top 100. It is just puts me in disbelief to see no Yankees up there. I did not hear about this until you just told me that, honestly. That, that means that, I mean, I always trust Brian Cashman. I think that just means the future is now. I think that means we're winning it this year. I think that means that we're taking the steps. We've put aside some of our assets. But you think about it, we still have good players that we could be trading if we wanted starting pitching later on. Like, it's our farm system, maybe it's not the deepest, but we got Greg Bird. He's, I mean, Greg Bird. <laughs> Hot start. Hot start. <laughs> we got, no, but you know Greg Bird is... Definitely enticing to some teams that don't have a first baseman, want to take a chance. Maybe he's not um, maybe he's not good with the spotlight. Honestly, maybe he can't handle New York like a uh, cough, cough, uh, Sonny Greg. Um, and uh, let's 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 talk about Sonny for a second. Uh, you guys happy or sad that uh, that motherfucker is leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I felt I felt bad for the guy. To be honest, like he's a super nice guy. I heard the R2C2 podcast with CC Sabathia and Ryan Ruco, which everyone should check out. He, he's a super funny guy of Tennessee, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw your post on your Instagram yeah. of him smiling off the coming off the mound. I mean, that's just straight unacceptable. And, that's disrespectful and to us fans. That if reminded me. Booed, you, 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 you go in the dugout, you hang your head, and I don't want to see your fucking face for the next five days. If you're if you pitch an outing like that, I think he was in the third inning. He was in the third inning and gave up something like five or six runs. You're gonna laugh at us? You're gonna laugh at us when we're giving you all that money? We're paying your fucking check, bro. We're paying your check. We're filling the seats. Look, this is a guy he just couldn't pitch in New York, and I think it's I think it's on us the fans that he struggled this much. If you look at it, 
His best games were out on the road, and nobody liked him. And I think that's because of the package we gave away to get this guy. He was supposed to come in, be a star, be a top end of the reliever guy, and he just couldn't do it in New York. And when you're when you're in the big stage, we've seen it before yeah. with a bunch of guys, even guys who've gone out and been been in the Cy Young race, they come to New York and they just can't perform. I think that's just what happened to Sonny. I think that's sort of like a Carl Pavano, Phil Hughes. Carl Pavano, when we got him from the Marlins, uh, was so, supposed to be great. He was one of those young guys with the Josh Beckett and all those guys. That young core they had. I think they had uh, Hanley Ramirez and Miguel Cabrera. And he was like one of those guys. And we got him. Couldn't handle New York. Leaves New York. Pitches great. Another one. We got him late in his career. But Randy Johnson, he had the personality that just wasn't good for New York. He was an introvert and just liked being to himself. And he did not like the camera in his face. Some people thrive under it. Other people crumble. With that being said, I still think that Brian Cashman did a good job good job with the trade, you know, good prospect in Shed Long, who we later traded for a different prospect for I don't remember what his name was, but outfielder from the Mariners. I'm not sure what his name is, but But seemed promising and honestly I I I trust Cash. I trust At Cash. At this point, all faith is in Brian Cashman. I trust that man with my life. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think I think Cashman's kinda getting a little bit of heat. Right now, you know, he, he's he not is, going out and getting these big name guys, big and, and he's not spending the money. But, but what he's doing is is what the Yankees need, and I think fans just got to be a little patient here. Yeah. You know, I I think a big name, a shiny name, is going to come on come come on its way, and yeah, it, I think so. it might not be this off season. Yeah. It might be through a trade. He might wait till next year. But we bolstered our bullpen and yeah. made it even stronger after it was already one of the best in the MLB. And and they got a guy in Lemayhew who's going to fill in that infield spot Great contact he's gone. Great contact hitter, yeah. I also think, you look at the next year's free agency class, you got Nolan Arenado, you got Mike Trout, and let's not forget, it was only a year out when he made a trade for Giancarlo Stanton. Who saw that coming? So can you really predict what this guy's doing? He's got tricks up his sleeve. Here, here's the thing. Back to Cashman, I think the reason he got so much heat is because of the quote he had in the beginning of the offseason. He's, he's getting questioned all the time. Machado, Harper, blah, blah, blah. He comes out and says, I think the Yankees are still a fully operational Death Star. I love that quote. I love that quote. I just think it means that he's not done yet. You know, he's making these moves here. And, and look, it, we might not have, have prospects, prospects, but we have young guys right now. And Cashman... He doesn't give a shit what the fans think. He doesn't give a shit who he likes. Which I love. Yeah. And and look, and Duhar, I don't think that we should trade him. But Cashman doesn't give a shit what I think. He'll, he'll <laughs> throw him away in a heartbeat if yeah. he thinks it's going to put best. us in World Series contention. And let's be honest, we missed Judge for what? Two months of the year last year? Yeah. I don't think that we were we were clicking on all cylinders when we hit the playoffs against the Red Sox. And and to be honest, I don't think Boston can repeat the season that they had last year. I don't think They're so. going to be a great team again, but... They're not going to go out and win the way that they did. So, so let me ask you guys a question. This is on the spot. Mm-hmm. Off season ends today. Yeah. With all the moves the Yankees have made, what letter grade do you give the Yankees? I don't know, Jack. What are you going with? I, I think if if you look strictly to this season, I I give the Yankees a C plus. C plus. Okay. Okay. Look, you're missing D.D. Gregorius, uh. a glue guy. Uh, one of the only contact hitters. Who they replaced with a contact hitter? Yeah, but you gotta listen to me for a second here. <laughs> okay, you I'll let you speak. The, you got this guy Lemayhew. He he hasn't played under the bright lights yet. 
He hasn't been this big name. And like we saw with Sonny Gray, look at this guy, Sonny Gray. He came in, he was great in Oakland. He comes to New York, he can't handle it. I think... But Cashman can't get guys and know that they're not going to play well in New York. That is one of those things that you just have no idea. Well, exactly, but but that's that's where I'd say, if you're only looking at this year and the offseason ended today, you needed to go out and get at least one star. There needed to be... You don't think Paxton's a star? Paxton is a great pitcher, but again... He's for the Mariners? What were they, 80-plus wins? I'm talking on offense. You You're lose talking on okay. We have a struggle. Look at Luke Voigt did what he did at the end of the season. He's not going to be able to repeat that. Like, maybe he does, but no one's predicting he's that. He's not predicting you gotta, he's you not gotta, that. you got to go out, and you got to bring in a Machado or a Harper who's played under the scrutiny, played under the bright lights, if you want to win now. Okay, I, I, I like that. That's one fan opinion. That's not my opinion. What's my your opinion? opinion? Okay, so my opinion is I think he did a hell of a job. I think that the report card for this this offseason, I'm giving it an A minus. Okay. And the reason I'm giving it an A minus is okay, stick to your fucking strengths. Our strength, relieving. What was the starting uh pitching uh uh what like who was available this offseason? Uh who went to the Nationals again? I mean, Blanken. I'm blanking. Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin got so much money. Okay? We're gonna give a starting pitcher like Patrick Corbin, who's probably gonna be our third guy. We're going to give him the money? No. You save it, and you wait for the trades. Think about it. Everyone opens up at the end of the trade deadline. When the trade di- deadline comes, there's Justin Verlander that was dealt. There was uh, Garrett Colt was dealt uh, last year in the offseason. Just wait. Teams are going to get desperate. They're going to want guys. And you know what? I'm going to go back to the point that I was saying. We have guys that we can trade. I started off bad with saying Greg Bird. But think about it. We have Clint Frazier. We have Esteban Flora, who I thought should be top 100. I think teams would still like Chance him. Adams. Chance Adams. Last year. That's Chance Adams. Yeah, out. exactly. Chance Adams. Louis um, Sega. Louis Sega. Yeah, we got guys. So I don't understand why we need to make the move this season. And also, let me say this. Boston Red Sox, they won the World Series. Congrats. Hats off to you. Hats off to you, Boston. You peaked. You fucking peaked. And you know why you peaked? Because your players aren't getting any better. You think JD is going to hit for what? 330? What would he hit? 330? 320? Something stupid like that? It's JD Martinez, okay? He's had like what? Like two, three great years? He's had two, three great years. You think that uh, Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts going to put that up again? I don't think he's going to put that up again. But you look at the end. Probably. He could. Okay, he could. <laughs> Mookie Betts is not the best example, but he could. But you look at the Yankees, and they're younger. They're younger. They got Miguel and Duhar. They got Glaber Torres, yeah, who I honestly think is going to be the best player in the Yankees in five years. But that—that's why I said I give it a C plus. If you look at only this year, you're talking about money. You're talking about youth. I'm saying if you look at only this year, the grade is a C plus. I think Paxson has been the best pitcher to switch teams this offseason. I think he's better than Corbin. I, like I think that. he's going like to be that, a better yeah. pickup. Great pickup. But look, if you're trying to win this year, and this year is going to be it. He needed to spend the money. But long term, I agree with you. This offseason has been great, and he's saving money with, with what's coming up next year and what's going to happen at the trade deadline. Listen, you're 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 going, what, C or C+. Plus? C plus. You're going C+, plus, you're going A-. minus. I'm, I'm, I'm right in between. I'm, I'm going with the B. Okay, okay. I'm going with the hard B. We need somebody. Listen we need to this. a middleman. Listen to this. You got, you got Paxton. Who he, what would you say? He's our third guy, probably in the rotation. I second would say or third he's guy. Our third guy, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I, I and think they'll stick him in second though, because of the, I think Boone's gonna go with the righty, lefty, yeah. righty switch. That'd be good. So you got you got yeah, Paxton good. coming in. No one's not many people are talking about this. We re-signed Zach Britton. Say what you want about oh, Zach Britton, but 
I think he's gonna have a bounce back year. Yo, we could get Oreo Zach Britton too. That I I think it's coming. Yeah. Talk about guys. Also, there's a period of time when you go from like a Baltimore and then you go to the New York. And we saw it with Sonny Gray to an extent where he really, like, we knew he couldn't figure it out. Zach Grant at the end showed us that he can figure it out, but there's an adjustment period. Every single person, there's bright lights. Like, you're going to have to adjust to that. And I think Zach Britton, as soon as the season starts, he knows what to expect. He knows, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to my locker room. I'm not just going to take a shower. I'm going to talk to 20-plus reporters about how I pitched tonight. And uh, I think he's going to get used to that. He's going to pitch better because he had that uh, half season of experience. I, I tr- completely trust Zach Britton with the process. Also, another we got Adam Odovino. I don't know about you guys. Hometown kid. Hometown he's, kid. He did call out the babe. Did call out the babe. I'm not sure about that. How what, do you guys what, feel about that? What, what did he okay, say? So the quote by him was something along the lines of, I could strike out Babe Ruth every single time I faced him. The guy would bat 140 in today's game. 140 in today's game. Do you guys like that? I fucking love it. You fucking love Oh, get the fuck out of here. I, I You're going to disrespect the babe? I love no. it. Yo, look, the confidence is great, but you cannot come in here and no. say that the greatest baseball player of all time would hit 180 You do that you. shit, you do that shit, and then you Bartolo choose. Bartolo didn't hit 180. You boys, boys, you do, you do that <laughs> shit, you do that shit, and you say all that things, and then you take the one single digit number that we have left. Fuck this guy. I love him. I love him. But fuck this guy. This guy's got to get off his fucking high horse. If he starts striking out people at the rate that he was doing in Colorado, I don't give a fuck. He could piss at the plate as he's fucking walking up. That, that was the last piece of news I was going to get to was him getting number zero. I, I think pro, props to the Yankees because they're not taking themselves too seriously. You let him get a single-digit number because there's so many retired numbers. I like it. But if, like back to that quote. He's a hometown kid. You know he didn't say that. He probably said that with a smile on his face, yeah. you know. He he he's a jokester. My favorite part of him is that I would say a week or within the week of him signing, he posted a story on his Instagram of him in Fenway Park and he said already in enemy territory. He knows what he's oh, signing up for. Okay. I didn't, this I didn't see this that guy post. this guy's legit. I trust him and I trust the process. That's all I'm saying. I like that. I like this guy. I love him. I, I I don't have a problem with him getting the last single digit number to be honest. And me and Brandon talked about this a little bit earlier today and, and how maybe you give it to a guy who's I've been, been here for a couple years and, and yeah. proven himself. But I don't think guys want that, to be honest. I think if you go up to Glaber Torres and, and and you say, hey, do you want that last single-digit number? Yeah. I think he says no. I, I agree. I want to be 25 yeah. my whole career. Really? I want to get 25 retired because yeah. I played in it my whole career. And I, I think that you give the guy the number because he's a hometown kid. He knows the history. He knows what it's about. And, and he's a great player. And he's going to come in here, and he's going to play great. And, you know, if his number gets retired at the end of his career, hell yeah. That means he had one hell of a fucking career for us. In, in a key time where the Yankees really need to get back into dominating form. All I'm saying is, here's the last thing I'll say about it. I completely agree with the fact that someone like Glaber, someone like a Miguel Andujar wouldn't be down for that. I think, that, not to say that these two people, like these two guys aren't confident in their abilities, but I think Adam Odovino is probably one of the most, I don't want to say cocky, but confident He's Yankees. Guy. One of guy, the most yeah. confident Yankees we've had in a long time. And it isn't bad. It isn't bad. It's probably going to spark the rivalry. Really for sure. Bit. And I, I want the rivalry to be sparked. For sure. And all I'm saying is I'm a fan yeah. and – he, if he's down for the challenge, let him get that last single digit. Number. I, I'm just going to say one more thing on that, and we can go to a new topic. But an interesting um, story on that, uh, the whole idea of him 
not wanting, or a guy like Torres or a guy like Andujar not wanting that number. I have a funny story. Um, when Mickey Mantle was coming up, he was offered the number seven or the number six. Everyone thought that he was the next in line. He was the next Joe DiMaggio. He took seven. He took seven because he didn't want the pressure of being right after DiMaggio. He didn't want to be in DiMaggio's shadow. He wanted to be his own guy. And I think that's what sports are becoming more, more. I think I think guys like they don't like being compared to other sports anymore. You see LeBron with his little talks about, oh yeah, like uh, you want to be your own person. You don't want to be compared to Kobe. You don't want to be compared to anyone. And going on for your point, I think that, yeah, I think the Torres or somebody like that would have turned it down. I want to go back to the rotation part. Here, here, here's here's something that I thought about today. Let's say, let's say, th- let me bring up something that would never ever happen. All right. Okay. CC Sabathia gets hurt. This never happens ever. Let's knock on some. Wood. Th- th- this let's is this some is some good use of let's sarcasm because it always fucking happens. <laughs> so here we go. Let's say you're in. Let's say you're in the first week of May. CC gets, God forbid, another heart thing. Right. Who is the first guy you are bringing up to be that fifth spot? Let's Jordan say. Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery, hands down. Hands down. He's not projected to come back until like midway through the season. And let him have some time. Let's hope that CC doesn't get hurt. But, but he was a good, consistent starter for us. He was in the rookie of the year uh, race. Big, big Montgomery fan big all the Montgomery. time. Lefty, but, a good, powerful lefty. But if for, CC goes down, you're going to need another lefty. But for this situation of May. Okay. Who oh, are you bringing up? Man. I'm I'm gonna throw out names like Loisiga, so Chance so Adams, Domingo. Injury, Herm- I don't want to major injury. I'm saying like uh, you're missing a month. You got Loisiga, you got Adams, you got Domingo Herman. Like who who do you want to fill in that fifth spot? Give me Domingo <laughs> Herman, but go with it. His approach of using the bullpen. I I I don't trust any of those young guys to come up and give us five or six innings. I think if CC goes down like that, you need to go to an approach where you're saving a guy like Chad Green, Adam Warren for that for that fifth game. Oh, we don't have Adam Warren anymore, by the way. Right, I know so what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So I'm 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 gonna say something completely different to what you're saying. I'm saying give the ball to Chance Adams. Give the ball to Chance Adams because okay, we don't have Justice Sheffield anymore. Let's see a glimmer of hope. A glimmer of hope for a starting pitching future. Starting pitching is hard to come by. We saw that with Patrick Corbin this offseason. They're not cheap, okay? They play every five games, but they're sure as hell not cheap. So, yeah, like, we could trade. I think we're going to make a trade eventually. But give it a chance, Adams. He was a highly sought-after prospect. And see what he can do. I honestly disagree with both of you. Okay, I don't, okay. don't want to see Chance Adams. I disagree with both of you. I Jonathan Loisiga is honestly the right answer to me. If you guys don't remember, in the first two games he started for us, he went about four and two thirds, something about that. He I don't have the stats up, but he killed it. He killed it. He had a low ERA before he got hurt. Then when he came back in September when everybody gets called up, he didn't do too hot because he just came back from an injury. So be it. Point is... I think he's the guy. He shows so much professionalism, and all the other guys on the team have said nothing but good things about him. I, I just – I think you look at a guy like Domingo Herman, who went out that one game and went six innings and didn't give up a hit and comes back the next game and in, in, in two and the third innings or two and two-thirds innings gave up six runs. Those guys, they're too young. You can't trust them for long games. And and that's why I think you've got to save a bullpen for a game like that to ride it out. And I think even with CC healthy – they're going to be saving a bullpen for that fifth game and ride it out because CC Sabathia is going to have games where he can use his instinct and he can use his his intelligence and his pitches to get him through five or six innings and get through an order two and a half, three times. Mm-hmm. But then there's teams where you can't do that with whether it's CC Sabathia yeah. who's getting old or it's or it's a new guy like Herman mm-hmm. or or Lazaga and 
You just got to have the bullpen ready in those games to come in early yeah. because we can't have those big innings that teams have and be behind four or five runs in the fourth okay. or fifth. Let game. me just bring up these stats, all right? I got some stats. Jonathan Lorisiga, first game, June 15th, June 15th yep. in, a, in a situation just like this where CC was hurt, all right? June 15th against the Tampa Bay Rays. Five innings, no earn, six strikeouts. Next game against the Mariners, who were hot. Good team. Mariners 3.2 innings, three earned. Fine. Next game. That's not so hot. Next that's game not against... Hot. That's not hot I'm not done yet. All right, let's hear it. Next game against the Phillies, away. 5.1, zero earned, one hit, eight strikeouts. I hear inconsistency. Next game. <laughs> Three earned runs, sure. Next game, shutout. Inconsistency. Next game, oh, shutout. Let me guess. Three earned runs after that. Next game, shutout. Point is, he's got what it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all I'm saying is, Domingo Herman's gotten the, plenty of chances. Chance Adams has not necessarily gotten plenty of chances. We saw some promise with him in the Boston game. You know, I love him being out there. Yeah. But he would be my second option. All I'm mm-hmm. saying is, I think Jonathan Luisigo okay. with some consistency is the guy. Okay. All right, so let me bring something up for you guys. The Yankees traditionally have eight men in the bullpen, and then they have three bench spots. So for these bench spots, who are you going to put in there for the utility guys? And let me list off some names so you guys know. You have Austin Roman, Clint Frazier, Tyler Wade, Kobe Ellsberg, Greg Bird, Troy Tulowitzki, DJ LeMahieu. You have those guys, and you'd have to say who's starting out of the DJ LeMahieu and Troy Tulowitzki first. But, um, yeah, who who you guys? Let me me start. Let me start. I have DJ LeMahieu starting. I don't know about you. No, I haven't started too. I just I didn't know where you guys were with that with Troy Tulowitzki. Well, we're we're after this we're gonna talk about our opening okay, day yeah, lineups, which course, we haven't course, yeah. talked to each other about. But mm-hmm. I'm going. You definitely need Austin Romine. You, yeah, you're that, gonna need a catcher. That is not debatable. Yeah. For the other two spots, personally, I'm going Troy Tulowitzki, and most likely. Hmm. Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade. I think Tyler Wade deserves a shot. I I have a huge disagreement there with you. I think I think the Yankees are going to be in a tough spot narrowing down only three players. I think <laughs> Romine's on there definitely. Higashioka showed some promise last year, but Romine was consistent. He could put the bat on the ball, and, and he, he was great behind the plate. Uh, he's also great second option to Sanchez for a lot of pitchers. So, so you, want you want so Romine. So Romine's my one. Two... Tulowitzki, I have LeMahieu starting. Oh, go ahead, keep on. You gotta have Tulowitzki there, and three. It's tough, and and I think you're gonna disagree with me here. It's gotta be Greg Bird or it's gotta be Brett Gardner. That's who it's gotta be as two or three guys. And and you're gonna hear a huge surprise when when I give out my opening day lineup. But I think. You've got to have another lefty bat available. I'll be honest. Even if it's a guy who hit 181 the year before, because Greg Bird. Sucks most of the time. He but sucks. Cleveland Indians. Uh, ALCS, Andrew Miller. Bomb. Up, like, yeah. The guy can have his moment, up. and you can't rely on him. You've only but seen you, so many. You can't go with yeah. a lineup where you only have one switch hitter and not have a lefty on the bench. I, I, I complete Actually... I completely forgot about Greg uh, Brett Gardner. I'm not going to comment on Greg Bird, but I will switch my Tyler away with Brett Gardner. You need a lefty bat. And more important, you need that clubhouse guy. And Brett Gardner is that clubhouse guy. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, I'm going to have to go with Austin Roman, like you guys said, uh, Troy Tulowitzki, and also Brett Gardner. So uh, I think we got a consensus right there. And just a quick touch on, the, on that clubhouse guy that you're talking about. I think the Yankees are at a point right now where if they keep this young group together, 
they're at the second year, third year mark where they're going to start to become the clubhouse guy. And I think Gardner yeah, and CeCe got brought back mm-hmm. because of that. But I think this is the last year of that transition. That's this is the last year. Of that. Last year. Judge, he's a clubhouse guy. Judge Hicks, is, clubhouse yeah. guy. Torres and Duhar. Frazier, if he's back, these guys, they came up together. Yep. They like playing with each other. Like, they're clubhouse guys. You watch the way that they interact and stuff. To be honest, I didn't even think that we needed Greg Bird back. I thought you needed to either bring back CeCe or you need to bring back Greg Bird. I didn't think we needed two guys. Yeah. Well, Greg Bird is not a clubhouse guy. Greg Bird. Uh, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner. I was going to say. This, I was, there. this yeah. is the guy that said, I just like playing yeah. to play for yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 I'm ready for Greg, uh, Greg Bird to, to be out of New York. But um, one, one more point. One, one, one more question I, I got for you. And I'm actually genuinely curious. So let's say any Yankee starter gives six shutout innings, right? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. say it's a one-run game. Who's your seventh inning? Who's your eighth? Who's your ninth? That's a great question. Who are we playing? First group is the first huge okay. question. We are, let's say ALCS, Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Game Sox. seven, you need three relievers. Okay. Who are you going with against that lineup? Okay, that's a great question. I'm going to go with my first, my seventh inning. You know what? Let me edit this question. Okay. Five shutout innings. Five you need a six, seven, eight. Okay, I love that. I love that six, question. Six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so I'm going to go with my six. I'm going to go Zach Britton. I'm going to go Zach Britton because I feel like he's he's not going to get the eighth. He's not going to get the ninth. He's going to get the seventh sometimes. But I just like I like Zach Britton at the six because Zach Britton, I feel like he's just he's a little bit less consistent than an Adam Adovino, Adam Adovino, and we're on with Chapman. So I feel like if you have him in the six and he screws up, then you, you bring in one of the other guys. I I, I disagree. You my disagree you know you him? know who's my sixth guy? Are you saying not being? Chad Green, man. Oh Chad Green. Oh, you gotta go Chad me. Green. How, I, I don't know how I forgot about Chad. Chad Green, Green has been our first guy he... out of the bullpen for Ever. You gotta start off hot. You gotta set you gotta set a statement to the other team that we're not playing around. Zach Brin, like you said, like you just said, is completely inconsistent, which he, he's still talented. But point is if you don't have that guy to set the tone like Chad Green, then what's the point of even playing? I think I'm like a lot of Yankees fans right now who are forgetting about Chad Green. You're hearing hearing a lot of hype around uh, Adam Adovino and Zach Brin because we're bringing them in, and then you obviously have Chapman and Batanzas, the fast flamethrowers in the end of the bullpen. But Chad Green, all reliable. All reliable. Who are you, Jack? Uh, I think I'm with Chad Green there, and I think that fifth and sixth inning, those first two of the five, uh, it's Chad Green or it's Zach Britton, depending on where you are in that lineup against the Red Sox. If you're on that back four, three, four guys, where it's lefty, lefty, switch hitter, yeah. bring in Zach Britton. Just got to go with the lefty, lefty. Yeah, yeah. He does struggle. He's inconsistent. But bring him in. Chad Green. He's in there if it's in the middle part of the order or the top part of the order. Guy doesn't back down. And then you get to, I think you go Batantis 7. Oh, uh, who, Brandon, who, who you got for your 7th inning? 7th inning's got to be, 7th uh, inning, I'm going to give it to uh, Adam Adovino. Why? Adam Adovino. And, I mean, I haven't seen him in the pinstripes yet, but as we talked about, he's a confident guy. 7th inning, you know who your 8th and ninth guy are. You know that seventh inning, it just seems like he's gonna he's gonna be able to pitch in New York. It seems like he's got a large personality. He's a hometown kid, and have you seen the videos on him? Have you seen the highlights on Adam out, out of being? I've seen. These are major league hitters. These are guys that play baseball professionally. He's making them look silly. He's making them look like they're little leaguers that are swinging at balls in the dirt. 
It's crazy. He's Listen, I, I'm a big Vino guy. Once again, surprise, disagree with you. You gotta go Dellen Batansis in the seventh. Did you? Can we remember that performance in the wild card game against the A's? Two shutout innings in this in the sixth and seventh inning. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's he has the experience. He's always goes right behind Chad Green. He's used to it. You gotta be consistent. He's the guy. Yeah, I'm I'm with Kyle here. You go Dellen in the seventh, and I think it's just I think more situationally. You know, I don't think that you ha- need to have a seven eight nine guy, especially with the way that guys like Chapman and Batances have pitched in the past. The inconsistency, they can be great, they can struggle. And I think you need to save a guy like yeah. Adovino mm-hmm. who can be consistent for the 8th or the ninth, yeah. depending on how those guys are pitching, to have him in and close it down. 8th guy, 8th eighth, eighth, eighth inning guy. Who okay. are we going with? So 8th inning, I mean, I would say Batances. Batances, he's a hard thrower. He's, I mean, I felt like he was the 8th inning guy last year. I felt like, for the most part, he was the eighth inning guy. Who would you say is the eighth, eighth inning guy? Br- Britain was honestly more the eighth inning guy for a lot, for a lot, for a little bit. I, I think he was for a little bit, but that was when Batantis was struggling. I, I think Batantis was the eighth inning guy in the big moment. Okay, he was there. You uh, and the thing is about a Yankee fan, you know when Batantis is going to be on, and you know when he's not. You can tell with the first batter. You see with the, the you can tell by how many times he wipes his forehead yeah, yep, with his. There you go. With the little sweat. indicators and. If he's on, he's on. If he's not, he's not. So you just got to kind of play it by ear. You guys said it situationally. If he's on, he's my eighth inning guy. What about you guys? I'm going – here's a huge so – I'm going to put a little asterisk. I'm going to put a little asterisk. Here we go. If it's a one-run game, okay. I'm going Adam Adovino. Okay. If it's anything more than one-run game, I'm going Zach Britton. Uh, you're giving him a lot of props already. Zach Britton is so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like – Let's let's remember who the only person who the only reliever was in a wild card game that gave up that run. He was not that consistent. He was not great in the playoffs. Really Given the fact that yes, he's he's proven blah 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 blah. Point is, I just think that Adam Onovino is a safer bet. They're both righties. Or, yeah. No, no, is, is Brit? No, Brian's a lefty. Brian's a lefty. Brian's yeah. a lefty. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what I, that's what I got. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I. I... I don't even think I could tell you my eighth inning guy. I think I yeah. like I think you guys got to finish off this night because I'm just too much of a situational guy. If you let me yeah. just talk you for, like for a second here, yeah, I think yeah. I got my five guys: Green, Britton, Batances, yeah. Chapman, Ottavino, and, and and it's just the situation of the game. And like we said, the inconsistencies with both. Yeah. I think you go Britton first. If he struggles, Green comes in, and if he has to pitch more than an inning, he yeah. does. Because Chad Green can go out and give you two, three innings if he needs to. Yeah. So are you saying that Chapman, no matter what, is not your closer? I. I don't think Chapman's my closer if it is two runs or less. If you got a two really? runs or less game, give he's me Batantis. He's the guy I'm having in the game with two runs or less. And the thing is, Chapman, Chapman? yeah, oh, with two runs or less, easily. Easily. And Hell you know, no. Yes. He is, I would say, he is top three, if not the best closer in the game. And you know why? That fastball, that fastball is dirty. And when he's on, he's incredible. His ear rate was so low. And the reason I know you're thinking, okay, he's not reliable, is because he messed up in big moments against the Red Sox. Hell yeah. And, okay, you know what I am? What I'm doing? We went through all those guys, 6th through ninth, and we had one guy left over. We within It was Chad Green. It was Adam Adovino. It was Britton. It was Dylan Batances. And it was Chapman. What I'm doing if I'm Aaron Boone, is I'm warming someone up 
when Chapman takes the mound against the Red Sox. You exactly. Can tell, that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, you can you can tell you can tell as soon as he goes up against his first batter, kind of like Batanzas, but even more so. You get four straight balls. See ya. Bye. Have a nice shower. Well, that, that's why I'm saying you got to save a guy like Adovino. We haven't seen a lot of him yet. Chad Green is my only other guy who I can believe could be reliable in that bullpen. But you don't save Chad Green for a ninth inning situation. No, no. You Chad, are right. Chad when Chapman is, not, is on, no. Chapman is on, and he's unhittable. He is unhittable. But what you cannot do is use those other four guys, get to Chapman in the ninth, and watch him walk two batters, I and agree. have to bring in no. who? Luis Sessa times. out of the fucking <laughs> bullpen? I've seen it too many times. I think... Larry Rothschild has a long leash sometimes for these guys. He's he has got a little way too long. He's got leash. too much too trust in these guys. Yeah. Is, is Larry still? I think Larry's back yeah. again, but mm-hmm. yeah. I gotta love hate with Larry. Larry's one more back. thing. Larry's one more back. thing I'll say about that is that notice the one name in the in the bullpen we didn't talk about, Tommy Canley. Tommy, Canely. what happened to Tommy Canley, man? Tommy Canley, faith in Tommy Canley. That's what happened. I think he's honestly going to be the sort of Jason Shreve that you bring in. I think he lost faith in himself. Uh, yeah, well, he lost. He, that's not the only thing he lost. He lost three miles per hour on his fastball. He lost two miles per hour on his fastball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His 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 contact for like hard hit balls yeah. skyrocketed. Yeah, his uh, fastball went he's down. Not the guy we got from the White Sox. I no. tell you that much. I think Jason Shreve. Yeah, I think he missed his plane. And he stole his uniform. Is what happened. Look, I disagree. I think the guy's gonna be back this year. I don't think he's well, gonna struggle. You look at him. What did he struggle with when he came back? Velocity. Right. He lost it a little bit. You're coming off an injury. That's yeah. reasonable. What he didn't lose was his control. He was. That's like, what he did lose. No, he did not. His he slider. Not he lost. He, he, he lost control in his slider, guys, though. though. Yeah, but he wasn't walking guys. His fastball was, he was raining to put it. Yeah, he's getting, he getting bopped. But what was his strikeout pitch when he was okay. good? Okay. What was it? his strikeout pitch when he was good? Fastball. Fastball. Okay. Fastball. Fastball. Yeah, and but he, he could good. still and locate he, his fastball. It doesn't matter. It is four, three or four miles per hour slower. That's a meatball. That's yeah, but, a meatball. but imagine I'm, coming I'm off a shoulder injury. Porch. Imagine coming off a shoulder injury. Okay. What are you going to lose? You got to come back. Okay. You got to get stronger. Look at Evaldi. Do you think he's going to get stronger? Do you think he's going to get stronger? I think he's going to get stronger. The but, guy. Okay, my thing is, how many opportunities? Uh, how many opportunities is he going to get in this crowded bullpen? A lot. Here's the thing about Tommy Canley, all right? This is an explosive lineup. We're going to have lead. Here's the thing about Tommy Canley, all right, guys? The thing is, in that, in that. Postseason run, not this past year, obviously, but the one before when we went one game away from the World Series. Tommy Canley was the guy. He had he has no problem performing in New York. Okay. He he's proven himself. So that's why I'm a Tommy Canley believer. I think he can come back, and he loves playing for this team. He 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 doesn't like no one likes being in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Sarkin, Frazier. But like, <laughs> point is, I I Red think Thunder, I think he can come back. And and I think that's to your point. Yes, he lost control in the slider, but. But like I noted, his strikeout pitch was his fastball. He could put up the velocity. And I think coming off of an injury, you you gotta give time to get to you gotta give a guy time to get his strength back. He had the back end of the season where he didn't perform well, but now he has this whole offseason to be fully healthy, yeah. be fully strong. And losing control of the slider, okay. It's a breaking ball. It's a, it's an off speed pitch. It's hard to throw those pitches when you haven't pitch for a long time but if you lose control of your fastball that's when you're screwed and that's what he didn't do last year all right this is gonna be quick yes or no did you guys agree with 
Zach Britton and Adam Onovino being the two relievers that we chose to bring back to the Yankees or to bring into the Yankees out of all the relievers in the offseason. Yes, yes, because out of off the top of my head, Craig Kimbrell was the only notable name that was I out disagree. there. David Robertson. I love D-Rob, but the guy struggled too. He's getting older. I think you need to stick with the younger guys. Yeah. Also, you need to Only stick. Liable. Also, I, I think you look at Britain, you look at Adovino, you need a lefty arm in the bullpen that's yeah. not named Aroldis Chapman, and Adovino's better than Robertson. That's why you bring those two guys back. All right, so we're going to go to our lineups now. So, Kyle, let's hear your lineup first. Here we go. Our potential opening day lineup. I'll start I'll start with a let's, – let's, let's all rattle off our – our yeah, first three. Let's, let's go first three, and we'll talk. We'll discuss after. We can go after. three, three, three. We'll go three, three, three. Because okay. you know that yeah. adds up to nine, which All is right. great. So who do you got leading off for the Yanks? I got I got Aaron Hicks leading <laughs> off. You know, yeah. stay, staying simple. Followed by a uh, future captain Aaron Judge. Future captain, I like that. Followed by John Carlos slash Mike Stanton. That's no, my three. No That's my three. There for no me. disagreements. Aaron Hicks is, is the right. leadoff hitter for the team. Do, are we all are we on the same I, page? I'm not in the, on the same page. I agree with your first. Statement with Aaron Hicks being the leadoff hitter. Okay. But my second hitter, that third baseman, Miguel and Duhar. Okay. I like contact. I want guys getting on base, and I want guys getting on base for the future captain, Aaron Judge, so he can knock them home. And that's my third hitter. Respect. Respect, okay. Here we go. Next three. Cleanup for me. Yeah. That guy, Miguel and Duhar. Okay. Followed by El Gary Sanchez. Followed by Glaber Torres. Or were you, Jack? Yeah, I, I go four, five, six. Interesting one here in the cleanup spot, Torres. They put Didi there a lot last year. They wanted a guy who could get on base and get contact. And if you go Hicks, Judge, Stanton, like you said, those two guys, not contact hitters. So I think you can't put a guy like Sanchez there who's just can't hit for contact. I think you put another guy there like Torres who can get on base and he only – uh, he, he doesn't have a high slugging percentage, but he can get on base. Then you go Sanchez, five, and Duhar, six. Two guys who can hit the ball far, can give you extra base hits, and can knock a guy like Torres home. Brandon? All right, so I got my four as cleanup hitter. I've always been the traditional baseball lineup where your cleanup hitter is your home run hitter. So I got Giancarlo Stan. Okay. Giancarlo Stan, I'm expecting 45-plus from this guy next season. Then we got first baseman Luke Voigt. And that may surprise you guys, but he's bopping homers. I think he deserves a spot. And then sixth, we got shortstop Glaber Torres. He gets on base. And I honestly think he's going to hit really close to 300 next season. For my 7-8-9, I have seven Luke Voigt, mm-hmm. eight DJ LeMayhew, who mm-hmm. I have starting. Okay. And then ninth, I have Clint Frazier. Okay. So yeah. my thought process is that, let me run back my lineup again. We got Hicks, Judge, high average, Stanton, home run. And Duhar, high average. Gary, home run hitter. Glaber, high average. Voigt, home run hitter. And then you got LeMayhew, who's a contact hitter. Yeah. And you got Frazier, who's somewhere in the middle. So, I'm so trying to get no pe- lefties. No lefties at all. <laughs> no lefties. But, we're, we're all right. We're yeah, not yeah. going to blame that. We'll, we'll blame that cash man on that yeah. one. I think I got the same kind of scheme as you there, Kyle. You were 7, 8, 9, and go LeMayhew. Frazier, I think, is going to take that starting spot from Gardner in the outfield. Uh, and Luke Voigt at 9. And, and similar to you, I go... Contact, power, power, contact, power, power, contact, power, power. I think if you don't have any lefties in the lineup, that's just how you got to do it. Yeah. So for seven, I got Gary Sanchez. I don't have him as high as you guys because I don't think he deserves a spot yet. Show me on opening day. Show me me that you're still the Gary Sanchez. Then we got eighth, 
uh, DJ LeMahieu, and nine, like you guys, Clint Frazier. I mean, my bold take on the page was that Clint Frazier is going to be uh, beat out Gardner by the All-Star game. Why not opening day? Why not opening day? Let's see what he's got in spring training. And so just going back at it, I got Aaron Hicks, Miguel Duhar, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Luke Voigt, Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, DJ LeMahieu, and Clint Frazier. All right, so we're going to finish this first show with what we're going to finish every single show with is our top five or top ten list. And knowing that it's Hall of Fame week, uh, why not give us our top five uh, Yankee Hall of Famers of all time? But the thing with this is we're not going to just do whole career. No. We're specifically focusing on top yeah. five when they were with the Yankees. Yeah. So, Jack, why don't you start us off? Who's your number five? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to go a couple honorable mentions here first. Yep. Uh, that's that's good. That's good. Great catcher Yogi Berra was definitely in the consideration. Not recent, in the top five. Okay. Recent Hall of Famer Mariano Rivera definitely up there. Mm. Um, and and overall great Yankee Bill Dickey. But Bill uh, Dickey was great. at number five, I have I have Whitey Ford, guy two thirty six and one hundred six in his okay. career, two point seven five ERA, Best just Yankee under two thousand strikeouts. The guy was dominant when it mattered most, which was in the postseason, hosting multiple MLB records and Yankees records. Brandon? That's good. Okay, Who's so number five? With my five is, I mean, I love Whitey Ford, but I'm going to give it to Yogi Berra. Ten rings speaks for itself. I think it's a, it's a team sport, and if you're winning ten rings and you're calling the games, huge. I think that he's one of the best Yankees. He put on the pinstripes, and that's why he's my number five. My number five? Whitey Ford, right with you, Jack. Got nothing else to say there. Okay. Who's your number four, Jack? All right, my number four, I go to Mickey Mantle. Guy was Babe Ruth, but he had problems off the field. Otherwise, excellent all-around baseball player. All right, I got number four, the Iron Horse, Lou Gehrig. He uh, was a great player. Stats speak for, speak for themselves. And, yeah, he deserves to be in my top five. I don't know what you guys are going to think about this. Okay. My number four is the Sandman, Mariano oh Rivera. God. Wow. I I think he, with everything he's done for this team, he's got you got the you got the rings, you got the record, you got you got nothing but people saying nice things about you. You got a clean off the field record. I think he did everything the Yankee way and He really was a Yankee. He he was the definition of a Yankee. Yeah. So that that's what I got. Okay. Jack, who's your number 3? Yeah, 3 I go to Lou Gehrig. Guy Dominant, second most hits in Yankee history. Uh, possibly the best player of his of his time behind Babe Ruth. Yeah. And I'm going to go number three, Joe DiMaggio. He's a three-time MVP. He's also won nine out of ten World Series. That's underrated. My three, Joe DiMaggio. No, no, nothing else to add there. Jack, two. My two, Joe DiMaggio. Nine World Series rings, like you said, with Yogi speaks for itself. Yep. Brandon. I agree. And then my number two is Mickey Mantle. Uh, he been a huge Mickey guy. He uh, played in seven, or he played in twelve World Series, won seven of them, three-time MVP, twenty-time All-Star. Stats speak for themselves. My number two, Lou Gehrig. Nothing else to say there. Jack, who's your number one? My number one. I hope there's no disagreement here. Not just the greatest Yankee Hall of Famer of yeah. all time, the greatest baseball player of all time, Babe Ruth. Hell yeah. Uh, I agree with you there. I don't know if Adam Avino will agree with you, but yeah, yeah I agree with you. I, I disagree. Shane Robinson, <laughs> who, who's who's also nicknamed Babe Ruth. That's who I got. But all right, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the first ever Pride Power Pinstripes broadcast. It's been a pleasure, guys.